Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. It's another week, another episode of Reliving the Lights, of Friday Night Lights Rewatch Podcast. My name is Josh Kuypers. My name is Anthony Hookman. Anthony, we have got, this has got to be about maybe exactly episode 75. Can you believe we have done 75 episodes of this? It's crazy. It's, I was just thinking about in the shower earlier tonight that like, this has been almost two full years of our lives yeah. that we've been doing this. Yeah. We won't quite make it to two years, I don't think. No, definitely not. But uh, yeah, that is a long stretch of time. And yeah. uh, for it to still be, I mean, sometimes like editing and all that kind of crap is a grind, but actually right. watching the show and getting on here and talking about it, uh, Still, still just a fantastic time. <clears throat> yeah. There, there are times when it's like, oh, okay. I got to make time to, uh, watch the show and okay. Right. We're gonna, I'm going to be staying up late tonight. You know, got to get myself psyched up for it, but then we do it and it's a great time. Yeah. So I agree 100%. I, especially in the early days, I always looked forward to it. Uh-huh. Um, and now, like now that the world is a little bit more normal, like, <laughs> right. and I've got like other stuff going on. Sometimes yeah, like tomorrow like, ah. you have stuff to do, so you're right. like, oh, I'm going to stay up till you know yeah. all hours of the night, and I can't. And even just but, like yeah. when I when I texted you earlier this week, where I was like, do we want to record this weekend? Because next weekend is St. Patrick's Day, and that's a no go for me. Like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. you know, planning ahead, being like, well, we have to have, you know, we've got X amount of episodes in the can. We got to do this. I uh, got to do that. So like, it's definitely um, like, yeah, we it's, recording has become more strategic and less <laughs> like, Oh, it's Friday. Uh, right. You know, yep. let's record obviously because there's, we, we can't leave our homes. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like for a long time, this is going to sound bad, but it's to shout out the listeners here. For a long time, I feel like we said that uh, we would do this whether someone listened or not, which was definitely definitely the case for a long, long time. And uh, now that the world has kind of opened up again, it uh, has become a little bit more of like work, but it's still worth it because I know that <laughs> people love it. And also like... The last week, the episode that we recorded, I laughed my ass off listening to it uh, back again. And that's after recording it and editing right. it and then listening to it again. I was like, okay, yeah, this is a good time. So uh, I think this might be episode 74, uh, either 74 or 75, but we're just going to say uh, happy 75th episode sure. yeah. <laughs> to us. Uh, and presumably, if you're listening to episode 75, that I'm assuming you've listened to all the other episodes before this. So happy 75th episode to you too. Listener. Yeah. I got to think about the math here because there's 76 episodes total uh, of the, of the series of Friday night lights. And then we've only done two one, bonus, two bonus episodes. Cause we one, did the lost the pilot in, in the movie. We released a bonus like, the, Oh, like right. The lost episode. Pilot. Yeah. So yeah, we might be, we're somewhere in that region. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure the episode we just released yesterday was episode 70. Anyway, okay. Again, the math might not work out perfectly, but close enough gives us something to talk about. Yes, 74 somewhere in there. Yeah. Happy 74th episode yeah. to you all. Uh Anthony, we're going to get right into it. What are you drinking uh tonight? 
the old the primo <laughs> the friendly primo the friendly primo <laughs> yeah i got a got a got a bottle working on it uh got my bucket working on it yeah what do you got over there um i am still it's been a whole week now but i'm still finishing this uh wild little thing uh <laughs> in podcast time it's been a week sure Uh, so i'm finishing the wild sierra nevada wild little thing slightly sour ale it's the first one i've had it's very nice i like it uh and then uh in our little break i went and made another bacardi limon with uh sierra mist is that a powder uh survivor cup no (laughs) it's a central barbecue tie dye with a pig there okay the logo, I, this does look like survival. Yeah, yeah. Yes, the, that's the text. I yeah. just saw the top of it in the text, and I could see that it wrapped around and that there was more on the bottom. So that makes sense. Uh, when I was coming back down, I noticed if you look over my shoulder here, this uh-huh. bucket uh-huh. that would make a great beer bucket. Yeah, that would it's, absolutely it's make big, a fantastic beer bucket, but it's good, it's shallow. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I feel like it's Christmas themed, but I might have to break that out soon. Yeah. Looks like and it looks like a good this summer out on the deck. Uh, oh yeah, fire up the uh, the gas fire pit, sit on the deck furniture, and bring that bucket full of friendlies out for a, yeah. for an evening out on the in the out of doors. So yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, I also have a Deschutes hazy IPA, whatever uh, lined up for after that. So that's what we're drinking. We're going to get into it. This is episode 10 of season five. It is entitled Don't Go. It originally aired January 19th of 2011. It was rated TV 14 and it was 43 minutes. They're very precise with 43 minutes. I suppose you have to be. You got to make that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've noticed like with the HBO Max shows now, because you don't have to deal with Mm -hmm. commercials and stuff. It's very variable on episodes. It can be very inconsistent. It can be anywhere from like, you know, 30 minutes to 43 minutes for righteous gemstones. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That one's, yeah, especially. And we just watched the the Pam and Tommy series on Hulu. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. that's one of those like things that I wasn't there firsthand. Like I never watched that video, but I definitely remember all of that happening. And that is like right in my cue zone of like (laughs) pop culture stuff. So Uh like even when that first got announced, I was like, hell yeah, I will absolutely watch that. And that's, that's one that like, yeah, varies between like 33 minutes and like an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, so that that's that could be our pop culture, uh, outdated pop culture reference of the week as uh, having very strict episode. Yeah, I like that uh, for TV shows. Um, and I've also found that. Uh, so like when I watch a half hour TV show, like Righteous Gemstones is like mm-hmm. half hour, you know, but it's an actual 30 minutes. Yeah. Whereas I'm used to watching you know, like a 25 minute or whatever uh-huh. show. And I will like at right at minute 25 or whatever, you know, like the <laughs> office usually is. Yeah. Where it ends. I think like this episode's got to be about done. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I look and it's like, Oh, it's at 25 minutes. Sure. Yep. 
or if it's a little bit longer episode, like a hour long episode at about minute 43, I'm like, okay, uh, we gotta, we gotta be wrapping this up. Right. Yeah. And sure enough. So I've been conditioned over my 34 years of life, almost 35 mm-hmm. years of life, uh, to expect 20, 25 minute and 43 minute episodes <laughs> of TV. So there you go. Outdated pop culture reference of the week. Let's get into the episode. <laughs> What uh? What does Haven Iron Oak have to say about this one? Yeah. Coach's offer from a Florida college becomes public knowledge. Tim Riggins' parole hearing date approaches, and Billy asks Coach Taylor to be a character witness. Luke considers what comes after high school if he gets no scholarship offers. Vince tries to get back in Coach's good graces after last week's benching, but his dad makes it difficult. I feel like Haven Iron Oak has really settled down, settled in. And it's just keeping things straightforward. Yeah. Really nothing to work with here. No. Yeah. We missed movie dude one for sure. Uh, it's a good thing. We still have movie dude two. That's that's true. Uh, yeah. What does he have to say? Yeah. Well, and let's uh, remind uh, everybody again, just like last week. <laughs> yes. Uh, my wife actually has not even watched this episode yet, unless she's watching it right now in the bedroom. Oh. Um, but uh I watched this one without her and I had to do this movie, do two synopsis without her. So please forgive me if it's, uh, (laughs) is not up to snuff because she usually does help me with the movie. Do two synopsis based on last week. Uh, she gives you about a 0.75 point bump is my, and for the record plays out. I am a little bit more proud of this one than I was of last week personally. So yeah, see here. The town of Dillon is abuzz as rumors spread about Coach Taylor relocating to a new home. The Howard home is divided as Pa Howard and Vince disagree on how to move forward with deciding on Vince's new home. And Tammy briefly... Okay, go on. Sorry. (laughs) Let me start over again. (laughs) My apologies. I just got too excited. (laughs) Sorry. I actually made an error on this, so I'm going to correct it before I'm going to start over again. (laughs) Okay. Okay. The town of Dillon is a buzz as rumors spread about Coach Taylor relocating to a new home. The Howard home is divided as Pa Howard and Vince disagree on how to move forward on deciding Vince's new home. And Tammy briefly wonders how Epic is doing in her new home before probably forgetting about her forever. <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, Tim Riggins may be able to come home, but his fate may lie in Billy's hands. <laughs> Okay, uh, a couple things there. I, that first read through, I freaked out because you worked in home twice in, like, <laughs> in the, the same, same storyline. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> uh, also, yes, Epic is absolutely a Santiago type character that at some point <laughs> is just going to get like, just, is just going to disappear. Yep. Um, so that was, I have know. a feeling I haven't, I haven't watched this in 11 years. I have a feeling that this, this episode is the last mention of Epic. <laughs> Probably. I, I don't know how we would come back from it. So, uh, yeah, fantastic work. Um, Thank you. Yeah. I, I don't know how to estimate how Angie would have, uh, you know, helped you out on this one, but mm-hmm. Uh, solid work. Way to go, movie dude, too. Uh, thank you for your service. It is greatly appreciated because Haven yeah. Iron Oak for sure is not uh, pulling his weight around here anymore. No. no. So glad we got movie dude, too. 
Movie Dude One, as I understand it, is now he's retired from doing IMDb synopsis and is now writing Yelp reviews in the greater Sioux Center area. Is that correct? <laughs> that is absolutely correct. <laughs> uh, saw some wild reviews on the uh, local Chinese food restaurant uh, in town. Um, it involves uh, Super Mario Strikers and <laughs> the Pizza Ranch's bro- chicken broaster being broken. <laughs> and the Chinese restaurant is to blame for the Pizza Ranch's yes. broasters being broken as well. Yes. Uh, so go and check also, out. The- uh, an entire paragraph with no punctuation at all. Absolutely. Uh, so if you want to check it out for yourself, go to the Bamboo Garden in Sioux Center on Google and check out their reviews for on, uh, their Google reviews to see what uh, Brian Westra or something like that had to say about it. I love I like I love Nathan Yelp Westra. because some absolutely insane people get on Yelp. Yeah. Um, I will never forget. I have it saved somewhere in my it might still be in my screenshots. I'm just going to see if I have it. I know I tweeted out once. Um but there was this absolutely incredible uh, Yelp review that I posted on Twitter a few years ago that was just like, man, what an absolutely, <laughs> like, I can't believe that somebody actually wrote this and like posted it publicly. <laughs> I've actually got two tweets about Yelp and they're both great. <laughs> uh, both involving screenshots. One was a place in Brookings uh, that I remember reading this and be like, this is absolutely insane. Four stars for the food, five stars for the desserts, but ultimately I went with a three star rating. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only part that I screenshot it. Remember being like, what? Yeah. Four and five. The average of four and five is not three. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but this one, this was in uh October of 2019. Uh, and I only screenshot a portion of this too. I wish I would have kept the whole thing, but uh, but a portion of this guy's review was by the way, if you're a dude looking for eye candy, keep driving. There are way too many men working here. Not that I care or anything, I'm a married man, but still, give a brother something to look at. Cow. Wild stuff. There's, there was one more that I oh, here it is. There's one more that I didn't send you guys. Because it's obvious by by a, a Hispanic man that where there is must be a language, language barrier, barrier here, but it's also very confusing. Despite that, here's what it says from Adolfo Hernandez: You buy good stuff there, like food. Your food is not as good. Can make it better food for uh, all of us, please. <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> Oh man, Adolfo has 103 reviews. I'm gonna have to check this out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, follow that guy. Can you follow somebody on Yelp? See what they're up to. Adolfo Hernandez. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a review here for Brahmer Sanitation, which is like the garbage company, uh-huh. waste management company here. Five star review. It was fun. <laughs> Uh, the Exxon station in Custer, South Dakota. Good place to put gas on your truck. (laughs) (laughs) Rafa's 
uh, Famous Fades, which is like the Mexican barbershop in town here. Uh-huh. Uh, there are not very nice people. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> does he know? Does he know that you can give a review that's not five it's, stars? I don't think so. It is only five stars. <laughs> he has a lot of reviews and they are all five stars. <laughs> all right. We have, have we haven't started yet, have we? No, no, no. <laughs> we are caught up in uh, uh, Rudolfo. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Uh, this episode starts out with Coach meeting with the uh, college guy. What is it, Shane State? Yep, Shane State. <laughs> I mean, obviously, we both think of Shane Hurt here. Right? Obviously, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, the Shane State guy says they're going D one. And they want coach to be their guy. So I, this is new information, right? We did not know that they were going D1 prior Correct. to this. What do you feel like a Shane State, even even a Shane State D1 football coach makes? What's the salary? Man, that's a good question. Let me... Scott Frost, I looked, I looked some up. Scott Frost at Nebraska makes $5 million. Uh, there's like some college football coaches that make like 9 million, but those are the top, you know, yeah. schools, a new, new program. I'm going to look up one thing. So John Stiegelmeyer, who is the coach at SDSU, um, yeah. and took them from D2 to D1. He makes $306,000 a year. Okay. And that's, I mean, that's been a 10, that's a 10 year program. Yeah. So I'm going to say, at that time, probably one hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I can't remember what we figured Coach was making, but it's a significant pay increase, right? Yes, from what he's making at freaking East Dillon High, yes. which we gotta assume, even though he's a very accomplished high school football coach, um, is we gotta assume East Dillon is not paying well. Correct. They, yeah, barely approved of football. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is a big deal. They're going D1. Yep. They're kind of promising coach the world. Yeah. They really want him. He's their guy. Uh, we see Buddy in Coach Levi's office freaking out about a crate of oranges. Do we know, <laughs> did, do you know where these oranges came no, from? No, we don't know where they came from. They're just there. Um, I, <laughs> yeah. I also, I wrote that like, Buddy warns Principal Levi that Coach Taylor is being tempted by Florida due to a crate of oranges that we don't know how he came into possession of. No idea. Like, I assumed that. And they keep, like, popping up. It, like, yeah, Coach has one a crate of oranges. Later in his, in his car, and it's hard to tell if that's the same one or if somebody is just leaving these in different places as, like, a weird hint. I, I was like, Coach had. It had to be Coach that gave the oranges to them, like from a well, Florida trip. But he? why would he do that? But I mean, why would Shane State give right. Buddy or Principal Levi a crate of oranges? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. They should have. The writers should have explained this a little. We bit need better. clarification. But but. Once again, the show was not meant to be uh, <laughs> dived into so deeply. Yes, um, ten years after the fact. Buddy is very convinced that this is the end of coach at coach Taylor at East Dillon. And you know, he's not, he's 
interpreting this correctly. Yeah, he's absolutely uh, on the right path. Yep. Uh, next, we see Billy meeting with uh, the lawyer, Tim's lawyer or their lawyer. Um, and we find out that Tim might be let out on parole. Yep. Uh, he is eligible for parole. Apparently, he is uh, also eligible to get out early on good behavior. Yep. Um, but uh, he recommends, the lawyer recommends that he have some character witnesses. He says, like, doesn't he say at some point, like, as many character witnesses as you can get? Yeah. Or something like that. Like he implies basically. Yeah. And I mean, we'll get to this later in the episode, but I was surprised at how few he was able to get considering the community of Dylan, but we'll get there. Absolutely. I feel like, yeah, you could have put in a call to Lila and Lila would have been there. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's coming up. Uh, We see Vince and Orville playing one-on-one basketball. Uh, at the park, uh, Pa says that he, or no, he doesn't say he gets a call from Oklahoma Tech while they're playing. He's like, oh, got to take this. This is a big deal. It's Oklahoma Tech. Uh, not good news from no. Oklahoma Tech. No, we don't exactly hear what is said on the other line, uh, but we can, we see Pa Howard get pretty upset. Yeah. Big demeanor change. Uh, we find out that they offered the quarterback position to someone else, the scholarship to someone, someone yep. else, somebody named Toby fricking Toby. Uh, is there a worse name than Toby? Do you know any good people named Toby? I do. Oh, um, well, actually, okay, uh, there's a member of our trivia team. Who's kind of the leader of our trivia team back in Brookings. Uh, whose name is Toby. Uh, good guy. Okay. Um, All right. Fine. Well, uh, I don't know any good Tobys. Sure. Freaking Toby. Sure. Uh, And then Pod just straight up pulls a Josh Kuypers and chucks his phone just as hard as he can. Yeah. (laughs) Does not think about the consequences of his actions (laughs) in that moment. Granted, I think he had a flip phone, so not quite as big of a deal. Yeah, as... I could tell if it was like a flip phone or it was definitely a pre-smartphone, even though smartphones oh, have been out for a few years at this point. But it was it may have been like a, one of the bricks, uh, maybe not like a maybe not like an LG NV2, but maybe like a chocolate, you know, yeah, something like that. A little slider phone, you know, yeah, those shitty fl- sliders. It, you know, it's no NV2 for sure. Yeah, but uh, yeah. there you don't even get me started. <laughs> uh, East Dillon, the community, is gearing up for the playoffs. Uh, you know, we're excited. We're seeing signs around town. People are pumped for the Lions making the playoffs. Uh, but the word has gotten out about Coach Taylor possibly leaving East Dillon after this year. Uh, Tammy picks Coach up coming back from Florida. Did he get off a? Of- I missed it. Did he like get off a bus or something? I assumed that she was picking up at the airport, but I may not have been paying close enough attention. Cause like, yeah, I'm assuming, I mean, I think we were in Dylan, but I don't think Dylan is going to No, Dylan does have an airport. Doesn't yes. We do we know that him for sure. <laughs> from Austin. He flew to Austin for a couple of weeks back and forth. Okay. Well, all right. So Tammy picks coach up from the airport. Uh, 
you know, they kind of talking about a little bit, but coach says it's a very solid opportunity. So, I mean, so this implies that since coach is just getting back now that the creative oranges was not left by him. What is going on with these damn oranges? (laughs) I have no idea. I don't know. Uh, my, I have an uncle who lives in California and he will occasionally send a box of oranges to the family. Maybe coach shipped them from Florida. Seems like a weird thing to do to send a crate of oranges to either I think Buddy this is or a, Principal Levi. I think this is like a JD McCoy or maybe even like Pa Howard because Pa Howard knows about it. Ah, maybe he's like being like a Batman villain about it like (laughs) leaving clues instead of just like telling buddy (laughs) (laughs) sure okay I like this this theory makes the most sense out of anything I guess so we'll go with that that's uh what what is the freaking I always put Orville but I know that's not his name what's his name I think I believe it's Ornette that's not an actual name why are they picking weird ass names like that? It gets a name. Uh, okay, so there's a crate of oranges from Ornette. Uh, do you do? Could you tell whether Buddy got the crate of oranges or did Levi Ornette Coleman, American saxophonist? Well, saxophonists aren't real people. You gonna either. tell him that he's not a real? <laughs> doesn't have a real name. Huh? Um. Do you think that these oranges were sent to Buddy or to Principal Levi? Must be Buddy, right? It's it's extremely uh it's hard to determine exactly what's going on here because it's in the school. Yeah. So did Buddy bring them there and be like, "Listen, we got to talk about these oranges <sighs> I just received." I don't know. Hard to say. Freaking weird. You know in the Godfather series, an orange <laughs> is like a sign that somebody's about to get hurt. So maybe that's also, mm-hmm. uh, maybe that's whoever sends it to them is also a big Godfather fan. Uh, <laughs> I like maybe, that. maybe, maybe the people that sent this to either principal Levi or buddy is just a big Godfather fan. and has no idea about a coach's <laughs> visit to Florida. What's the team he that did they're playing it, for the last week of? He did send it as a threat, but yeah. uh, but not, has, no, has no idea about Coach Taylor being in Florida at the time. <laughs> All right, those are the two leading theories. Then that it's either Orville Redenbacher or uh, somebody who has no idea yeah. what's going on with Coach, just trying to threaten. East Buddy or yeah or yeah. uh that's hard to say. All right. We're we're we'll we'll keep chipping away at the case for sure. Yes. Um over at the Howard household, uh Pa is uh letting Vince know about uh the oranges and kind of his plans that he has with sending right. out random crates to people. Here's the new plan. TMU <laughs> We're going to send them a crate of oranges. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, pause trying to figure out what to do with the college situation. He wants to call TMU. Vince says, hey, maybe we just need to chill out for a while on all this stuff. Uh, if we remember last week, um, Ma Howard, Regina, which I didn't know was her name. Her name's Regina. I can, I can remember her. 
Hastings and Ornette, but <laughs> you, if you would have asked me just now, Ma Howard's name, no. would have had no idea. It's Regina. I caught that one. Um, we remember that she told Vince, hey, maybe you don't need to listen to all of your dad's advice. Maybe you need to, you know, use the head, the good head that you've got on your shoulders. Uh, so Vince says, yeah, maybe we just need to chill out on this for a while. Dad, Pa, Orville. Um, and yeah, so we're, we're, we're sensing a little tension here between yeah. Pa and Vince yeah. and what to do about the f- college situation. Mm-hmm. At a faculty meeting at East Dillon, Tammy asked for one more volunteer for the homework club. Uh, one of the other faculty members is being a complete dick. Uh, yeah. First, she starts with like, oh, yeah, things are already better. Like, hey, expelling Epic was great. <laughs> Jeez. And then that's when Tammy asked for one more volunteer for the homework club. She's like, we just need one more volunteer. We're going to like, we're going to be, you know, things are going to be really going well. And the same faculty member asked, uh, does it come with a flak? Does the job come with a flak jacket? Goodness. What a terrible person. Seriously. She's a bad person. I don't like that person. Uh, Yeah. We find out that the athletic banquet is coming up. Um, Yes. That's the other important part of that scene. Next, we see uh, Buddy and Levi talking again. Practice for some reason. Yeah. We we all know what a big uh, football fan Principal Levi is. So it makes perfect (laughs) sense that he is hanging out at practice with freaking Buddy Garrity. Uh, They're talking on the field. Again, want to point out some very Levi heavy episodes here. <clears throat> yeah. They're really, they must have, uh, he must have really negotiated a, a heavy contract. And they were like, well, we might as well get our, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, we, dollars we per minute ratio. <laughs> we, we couldn't afford to keep uh, Joe McCoy and yeah. JD or McCoy or Big Wade. Verge. Big Verge or, couldn't keep those guys, but we got, we got Principal Levi locked in. So get him on screen. <laughs> Uh, just want to point out, as I mentioned, I've been watching Righteous Gemstones, and it's very weird because Principal Levi is on <laughs> yes. Righteous Gemstones, but he is almost always on screen with another character named Levi. Yeah. But that's not him. He, I, I don't even know it. I, I can't remember what his name is. But, uh, man, kind, these two episodes, confusing. Uh, Principal Levi's voice is so, like, gravelly. It's, it, that it is. I, like, it's almost cartoonish. Yeah, every time he talked, I was like, does he need to, like, does he need a cough drop? Does he need something to clear himself out? Like, man. <laughs> uh, but he and Buddy are... You know, are, Buddy, we've got other... <laughs> <laughs> it hurts. Uh, I probably shouldn't do that to my still yeah. injured vocal cords, yeah. but... You especially... That's probably well, you what know, happened. buddy. We've got other uh, athletics <laughs> that the athletic bank would to do. <laughs> we can't just make it about football. Uh, Principal Levi, based on my experience, you need to be taking anti reflux medication <laughs> and maybe some steroids, but be careful because uh, a side effect of those steroids is increased depression and anxiety, especially yeah. if you're already prone to those things, and they will 
mess you up uh, and make you hate your life, which is what they did to me. So just be careful with those. <laughs> what uh, what anti reflux medicine did you take? A meprazole. Oh, oh, okay. <clears throat> Not even the strong stuff. I'm no, on the strong stuff. I've been on the strong stuff for like two years. Oh, uh, really? Pantoprazole, like prescription strength. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, the meprazole is is like the same as what yeah, over the counter get, stuff, but it's yeah. just a, per, it's a, it's a prescription level oh, version sure, of that, sure. but, but you got the hard oh. stuff, huh? Yeah. I've, I've been taking pantoprazole since <clears throat> like pre pandemic. Uh, oh, yeah. and it's like, it's literally, if I don't take it for like maybe three days in a row and I like eat something dumb, like I'm prone to do, like yeah. even probably not like taco bell, like I did today, but like if I eat like a pizza or pasta, I will absolutely uh-huh. like wake up with GERD in the middle of the night and be like, I'll, I'll like, you know, something will come up and I'll try to exit. Like I'll be sleeping. So I'll breathe it back in and I'll wake up oh, hacking. Geez. It sucks. It's the worst. Huh? So, I mean, that's just, that's just a reflux issue. It's not related to anything else. Or um, I probably have something going on in my stomach that I need to get less scope done for that. I've been yeah. putting off for those two and a half years. Uh-huh. Um, I need to like when I met with Dr. Myrink about it last year, <laughs> uh-huh. um, he was like, Oh yeah. Like you should take this for like eight weeks, uh, continue taking it, but take it for like eight more weeks and then like go off it and see what happens. And if you don't like, if you don't have good results, you should uh, probably have a stomach scope and probably need surgery. And I haven't uh, yeah. followed up on that yet because, because you don't want to, it's just easier surgery. to wake up. Well, no. And <laughs> yeah. like, it's like, I mean, I don't. I mean, honestly, if it would fix everything, right? But that is a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for right now, yeah, just keep you know, taking the pill. I'll just keep taking the. I'll just wake up every morning, take that, take my allergy pill, and if you're already taking a pill anyway, what's one more pill? Exactly. You know? Yeah. No, I'm back. This episode on. is brought to you by Big Pharma. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yes, I take my anti-reflux and my antidepressant every morning, and uh, my vocal cords still hurt, and I'm still pretty depressed. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, we're doing what we can around here. Uh, Okay, Buddy and Levi on the field. Hey, you know, Uh, buddy, we've got other athletics outside of football. Buddy wants to turn the athletic banquet into basically a Coach Taylor tribute service. Uh Levi points out that there's other <laughs> sports <laughs> other than football. Uh, this is we the see, athletic banquet, not just the football banquet. Right. <clears throat> Tinker asks Luke how he feels about coach leaving. Luke says hey, it's just a rumor. Um, word has also gotten out not only about coach getting an offer from uh, Shane State, but about Vince not getting an offer from Oklahoma Tech. So the team is aware of that. Uh, <clears throat> Buddy brings up with Coach Levi, uh, maybe we should erect a statue yeah. of Coach well, no, he, no, no, no. He says, I'm well, you know, <laughs> they can't, uh, you know, if you erect a statue of somebody, they won't leave or something like that. <laughs> yeah. How about we get him a, what if we make a plaque for him? Yes. Yeah. Levi's not having the statue, but maybe a plaque. Yeah. You got any money for that pack? <laughs> but he says he can probably come up with some money for a plaque. So, 
Uh, yeah, that's not in the budget. You got any money for that? <laughs> <laughs> Does he have like a, a tumor or something? I don't know. <laughs> There's something very guttural. There's yeah. something going on in here it's that not, I can't. Uh, something's not right. I can't place. <laughs> For sure. Uh, he should just go get it scoped. I recently had the vocal cord scope and it was not bad at all. Easier yeah. than a COVID test. So. I Did they really? Did they give you yeah. any like anesthesia to like numb your shit? Uh, just, yeah, like a local anesthetic. Sure, they right. stuck like, you know, jelly up my nose or whatever. It was sure, the very, sure. it was the very See, yeah, that's all right. one. Okay. It wasn't the one where they go, they went through my nose. I feel like the, sure. the other one that they said, if they couldn't figure it out, the, then they would go through my throat. Right. And it would be much more uh, uncomfortable. Yeah. That's, I realized there's something about, being put under because that's what i've been thinking about it like i've only been put under once but even just like the thought of it really really stresses me out really yeah i've been put under a lot and i enjoy being put under i've only been under one great nap and it was like i remember they like came and gave me like a pre-anesthesia drug because like my heart rate was so high thinking about like just the idea i just I don't know. Yeah, sure, sure. I have sure. a real, I have a I real issue with that. like not being in control sure. <laughs> of shit. Yep. Like, yeah, <clears throat> really, really like distresses me. No, that makes sense. My thing is, I hate any procedure like that whatsoever. I gave blood the other week, uh, and the person who put the needle in apparently did a very bad job. And I have, I've got the good blood, the one uh-huh. that they want, you know? Oh yeah. Oh, the universal donor yeah. blood. Yeah. Oh, negative, I think. Yeah. And, uh, so they always try to get me to do a double where they like pump, they like spin the red blood cells out and then pump the plasma yep. back in and take more yep. out and pump it back in. Anyway, I'm bad with needles. So I'm like anxious anyway. And then apparently the needle like shifted and went out of my vein. And so they were pumping the plasma back in and it was going into my arm, not in my vein. And I couldn't see it, but the nurse like pulled up the piece of gauze that was covering it and like got this look on her face. Like, Oh my God. (laughs) I was, I was was already uncomfortable. Uh, So, and so they stopped it right there and I about passed out uh, for like 20 minutes straight. But anyway, I hate all procedures. So I actually like going under because then I don't have to think about about like what's actually happening. Like they're cutting into me or they're puncturing me, my body and placing things in me or taking things out of me. So that makes uh, sense. Yeah. I I think I to be put under rather than being aware of needles going in and out of my body and stuff like that. But I don't mind like, yeah, I don't mind like giving blood as long as I don't have to see it. Like I usually just like when they enter the needle, I'm just like, all right, Look go away. for it. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, so I don't, I don't mind it. And I really need to start donating plasma because you can make like mad money doing that. And yeah. the plasma donation center in Sioux Falls is very close to where we live. So I oh, need nice. to, yeah, so I'm like, it's on like there. right on North Minnesota. Like I need to just start going there like twice a week and doing that because <laughs> yeah. I did that for a while in Brookings and like, you know, made like 200 bucks or whatever. And then like, I went once like right after I ate and it was when I was eating very unhealthily because I lived in a, this is embarrassing to say, but I lived in a house without a dishwasher and I fucking hate washing dishes. So I just like ate out all the time. <laughs> yep. Uh, and so like I was eating out a lot and then like I just eaten a meal. And so like my heart rate was over a hundred BPM. And so they were like, Oh, we can't have you donate if it's, 
over yeah. 100 BPM. So I was just like, all right, well, not coming back to this. Like it wasn't, it wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't my conscious decision. It was just kind right. of like, all right, I'll maybe try again tomorrow. And then like that turned into, not I'll try me. again. Yeah. In several months. <clears throat> and then like, by the time I went back again, they were like, we don't have you registered. The guy was a real dick. Um, and it must've been like October, November, or maybe even December. It was definitely in one of those three months. Uh-huh. So I remember the guy was like, uh, are you registered with us? I was like, yeah, yep. Like here's, you know, I have a card and everything like, uh-huh. and he was like, oh, when was the last time you donated? I was like, I don't know. And he was like, oh, I bet it was long enough that you fell out of our system. You know, a lot of people are trying to come in, trying to get holiday money right now. And I was like, okay. Like, but he said it even more dickishly than that. Like he was like, Jeez. everybody's trying to come in this time. You're trying to get holiday money. Like he was a real asshole about it. And I was like, all right, well, um, don't you want the yeah, plasma regardless right, yeah. of why people are coming in sorry that it's such an inconvenience <clears throat> so many people are coming in to help your business but geez yeah, yeah i need to i need to get set up with that in sioux falls i'm sure that they're open on occasionally on saturdays i need to find a saturday to go in like in the morning and- <sighs> i know people who uh got COVID early on and then were able to yeah. like sell their get big plasma money for, for that, like yeah. 400 bucks yeah. for going in. We missed out on that. Yeah. Screwed us over. Screwed us out of 400 bucks. Stupid. Vaccines. Damn it. Dumb. Really Not screwed that up. It. We find out that Levi put Tammy up to be like on some panel about getting kids into college or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. He sent her down to a, a panel in Lubbock. Um, I had a hard time figuring out because yeah, exactly what this panel is and because he tells her uh, because she's like, have you been doing something like behind my back? I do a lot of things without telling you. (laughs) 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 Sounds like he's got one of those like you know (laughs) the the robot voice box. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, at this point, didn't really catch what was actually happening. And even after yeah. seeing the panel, I'm still not sure what she's right. at some sort of educator, some gathering. sort of conference. Uh, she's a panelist on a panel. It's in Lubbock. Um, she asked a little bit about Epic, but Levi is basically just like, we've got like several hundred other students that we need to worry about. So I really don't have an update on her because I'm trying to worry about like my actual current students. And then this is the line that threw me off is that uh, principal Levi was like, Oh, you can take a personal day for that panel. And Tammy was like a personal day. And like, she like, I had a hard time figuring out exactly what that exchange was about because that's, Part of her job, she should be getting paid for that. So is that what, like, that line was about? Yeah. No, that's, like, just, I think, the reality of how crappy teacher jobs are. Sure. Okay. Um, Next, we see Buddy in Coach's office, and he is laying it on pretty thick about Coach leaving. Yeah, he's confronting him pretty hard about the Florida thing, but Coach is doing a pretty good job of downplaying it and trying to change the subject. Uh, Buddy is doing a pretty spectacular job of working it back into the conversation. (laughs) Um, Billy interrupts. (laughs) He says, hey, can I have Coach for a minute? Buddy sits in his chair and just goes, yeah, go ahead. (laughs) 
<laughs> and so Billy's like, uh, okay. Um, hey, uh, Tim has got his parole hearing coming up soon. Um, I need some character witnesses, and I was hoping that you would uh, be able to help out before Coach can even answer. <laughs> My goodness, Buddy is like, I'll do it, and Coach is, and Billy is like, uh, okay, <laughs> like <laughs> I guess you know you can do yeah. it too. And then Buddy starts laying it on thick with like a, um, yeah. Yeah, you know, I'd never turn my back on somebody, you know, uh, you know, I think it's uh, I, I think it's really important to stick by somebody, yeah. you know, when you really through thick and thin. It. Yeah, through uh, thick, yeah. Talking a lot about loyalty and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we've really seen I can't remember how else this has come up, but we've really seen Buddy like come around to Tim Riggins. Purely yeah. based on his Panther status. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas when he was dating Lila, like Tim Riggins was just the absolute scourge. Well, we also years. we also saw Buddy love Tim Riggins before the Lila situation, too. There was That's that true. scene. There's a scene, I want to say in season one, one or two for sure, but I want to say season one, where something's going on with Tim and Buddy is like giving him a ride and they're on like some country road and something happened. Like Tim wasn't playing well recently and Buddy like pulls over the vehicle and is like, I've watched you play hungover. That wasn't you just being hungover. You're a great player. And yeah, he says, he even says in this scene, he says like one of the greatest fullbacks, the Texas high school football has ever seen. Like maybe Texas football in general. Uh, yeah so he's yeah we we know he's got it yeah i think he it's one of those things where he he loves tim he just didn't love tim dating his daughter because he knows what the kind of guy tim was yeah that's fair uh for sure i can i can understand buddy's viewpoint there but he's definitely using this situation to get to coach a little bit about yes sticking around east dylan yep so buddy is going to join coach says absolutely i will i will also do it um buddy in this scene i do have to do a quick side note uh Uh buddy in the scene reminded me uh it was such masterful trying to keep uh on subject um reminded me of um one of my favorite stories uh of my mother-in-law um (laughs) a few years ago this is probably I mean, definitely pre-pandemic, probably like 2017, 2018. Like Angie and I hadn't been together that long. And it was, remember it, was it was one of the first times that like my mother-in-law Rosa and my wife Angie were not getting along. And I kind of like took Rosa's side because it was Ooh. such a great, I didn't take her side, but it was such a great like use of this kind of thing. So we were, I remember we were at their, um, Angie's uncle's house in Brookings and we were having dinner at their dinner table and it was me, Angie's parents, Angie and Angie's sister. And Angie's mom had like made some comment about like how, uh, <laughs> um, how, Angie and her sister Ashley like 
like she had made it she said like something earlier on in the dinner where she was like oh yeah like you never got back to me about like this thing that i texted you about right mm-hmm. so then, like you know a half hour later we're all eating dinner we're talking and one of them the sisters is like oh did you see this thing on buzzfeed and rosa goes oh oh tell me about that did you see it on your phone and if you saw it on your phone, why can't you text me back? <laughs> and I was like, absolutely masterful. Um, just it was it was fantastic. I literally like was holding back laughter at how just so good it was. Great, great. Uh, yeah, it's like when you have uh, the same person on multiple group texts or group chats and it's like oh shit i want to reply to this group text but i haven't replied to that other text yep (laughs) so i need to reply to that one first wait a while yeah (laughs) and and reply to the group yeah Yeah. well it's even like how sometimes you and i Mm. are on like three different or sometimes four different chats right like you'll send me something on the twitter dms just you and me uh-huh. about like sneakers. And then we'll also be texting about the podcast. And then you will also like Snapchat me about something. And we're having three <laughs> separate conversations about three different things. And then maybe there's also a group chat going on <laughs> in Twitter where sometimes it's just like, Oh man, we got to keep trying to keep on subject. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, But yeah, buddy, buddy is uh, definitely pulling a Rosa and taking advantage (laughs) of the situation, laying it on thick. But yes, they agree that both buddy and coach will be there for Tim at his parole hearing. Yes. Uh, Next, we see the team asking coach if he's going to Florida. They just straight up ask him. I think Tinker is the one. Coach, coaches, yeah, coaches walking to his car after practice. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of players just kind of talking about. Oh, do you think coach is true? It's uh-huh. true. Yeah, Tinker is the one who says, "Hey, coach, are you going to Florida?" Yeah. And coach says, "Well, Tinker, right now I'm going home. <laughs> the only place <laughs> I'm going is home, or something like that." <laughs> right. Um. And then, as he's getting in his car, we see him look over and see either the same or another crate of oranges. Oh yeah, right. I didn't put that in my notes, but yes. Um, Did he bring him back from Florida? Did somebody randomly place that in his? Is there a Shane State person just like planting oranges in people's? No idea. Jason Cadams, come on the show. Um, But uh, as Coach is trying to downplay and get in his car, Tinker is like, or no, Luke steps out and says, no, but seriously. Uh, are you, are you, are you going, are you leaving us? Or are you staying? And coach downplays it again. Yeah. Doesn't give a definitive answer. Kind of says like, you know, I'm, I'm only thinking playoffs. Or, yeah. I'm planning whatever. to go to playoffs or whatever. So yep. yeah, he plays it and, and leaves. he deflects huge. Uh, we see Tammy looking at houses in Florida She's pretty excited about it. Is this yeah. like a coach's house? That's what I was trying to figure out too, because she has like a, it like is a house. Yeah. Yeah. It's, she's got this laminated sheet that is advertising for a specific house 
that seemed to suggest to me that that's part of the package. Yeah, like this of, is where they would live. Yes, yeah, that's how almost I like a almost more. like a parsonage for a church. Like right, if exactly. You yep. Take a this pastor position. You will. We will give you this house to live in. Yep. You can so, live here as well. Yeah. That's uh, how. That's how I took it as well. <laughs> that reminds me of a conversation that Tyler and I just had because uh, there are two guys in the NBA that got traded for each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, like one was in Portland, the other was in New Orleans, and they decided like they were friends, and so they decided to just like trade houses when they got traded. <laughs> oh, and so we so we were having this conversation about like uh, it'd be hilarious if like an NBA team just you know there's what, like 14 people on an NBA roster? Like if, if eventually it just got down, like people just kept doing that until there's like 14 NBA houses in each <laughs> NBA market. And when you got traded, you like, you, you just get that. Yeah. You get houses there, you with that houses. person. That would make sense. <laughs> so, uh, kind of remind, but yeah, it, it seems like if they took this job that they would have this particular house with mm-hmm. this particular pool in the backyard, yes, which and yeah, Tammy and, Gracie Bell is also excited about the pool, <laughs> I guess. which I mean, but let's, let's be real though. They live in Texas. It's not like this would be a big change of climate for them. It's not like if, no. if they were living in South Dakota currently, and they were then going to go to Florida, like they could have a pool. I mean, I, I guess maybe like, maybe not on their current salaries. Could they afford a pool? Mm. But like, we They're have, acting like, oh man, Florida, what a, you know, what a yeah. climate. Like you've essentially got the same climate. It's the same. More or less. I mean, we have. I've never been so, to Florida, but I have been to Texas. And I'm going back again in next month. And I actually think the uh, climate of Texas, in my experience, has been better than the climate of Florida. Oh, interesting. But. I've only been in Texas like exclusively in late July and early right. August, whereas I've been in Florida in November, December, sure. June. I've been to Florida a lot. I will say this though: we have family friends, uh, the Caldas sisters, yes. who used to live in Texas, Austin, mm-hmm. Texas. So presumably very close to where this is, and uh, they had a pool, and almost all of their neighbors had a pool, and so it's not that weird for you to be a middle class. Uh, mm-hmm. family in Texas, Austin, Texas area and have a pool. So sure. That makes sense. Buddy is basically prepping Vince to say some nice things about coach Taylor at the athletic yeah. banquet. Uh, Vince has some comments about like, I don't really think that coach cares all too much about what I have to say. Buddy says some nice things about like, no, Hey, you're a leader. Uh, yeah. Hey, I know that team. I know that you didn't start last week, but you know that's not the personal. Like, coach really definitely cares about what you have to say, and and Vince kind of reluctantly agrees. Yeah, I did think it was it was they were some nice words from Buddy. Yeah, here I agree. I mean, with ulterior motives, as always with (laughs) Buddy, but he did say some nice things about Vince, Uh, Luke, and Billy, Becky. I put Billy, and as soon as I read it, I knew that can't be right. <laughs> yeah. Luke and Becky, uh, they're having they're having a catch. <laughs> Luke and Billy out on the field tossing the pigskin <laughs> around and canoodling is what I have. <laughs> we yeah. do know that Luke and Billy have gotten. That's uh, true. They have had know. a few catches in their day as yes. well. But 
maybe no canoodling. No. Uh, Depends on your definition, I guess. (laughs) But Luke and Becky are the ones who are out on the field uh, having a catch, doing a little canoodling out there. Becky asked him if he's going to do the whole college football thing. Luke basically says, like, uh, I kind of thought so, but turns out nobody wants me. Yeah, not good enough. And Becky says, I want you. Um, Mm -hmm. So they have a little moment. It's nice. Yeah. Uh, Next, we do see Billy. He is practicing his speech for the parole hearing. Uh, Pretty sure there's some true American talk (laughs) in there. My my brother is a real American. (laughs) Uh, Mandy walks in on him. Yes, Mandy walks in on him. Uh, Billy's embarrassed by this, a little frustrated by the whole situation. But yeah, this is Billy is literally like in their living room or in their kitchen, yeah, like pra- <laughs> practicing this out loud, <laughs> right? And Mindy like walks from the other room out, and he's like, "What are you doing? Why are you here? Like, you're not doing this privately or quietly." One thing we've learned about Billy over the years is that he does not handle stress well at all. Right? No. That's and that's true. This is but I think example of that. But I think you got to pick your spots. Like maybe practice that shit in the shower or something. Like <laughs> right. Or maybe like do it in your head. I think if you're yeah, if you're reciting it out, and if, if that's the way you need to, you know, yeah, absolutely, get it in your brain. By all means, recite it. Maybe go in the backyard. Maybe not in the <laughs> living room of your home. And if you are in the living room, at least chill out on your wife. Yeah, maybe expect that your my your wife might walk in. <laughs> yep. Uh, Vince goes back to coach, says, "Hey, I understand why you benched me. I get it. I want back in. I'll do whatever it takes." Coach says that uh, he knows about the Oklahoma Tech situation with not giving Vince an offer. Um, you're going to have to earn back your position. We don't play. We don't. We don't play to get you offers. I think is what he yep. says. He says. He says the team comes first. We don't play just to get you offers. Yep. And Vince, uh, he says he'll work for it. Yep. He'll earn it back. Yes. We get a scene with Luke. He's meeting with Tammy uh, about his college plans. He's kind of behind on applying. Yeah. Tells her. You know, I was kind of waiting on maybe some scholarships to roll in. That doesn't seem to be happening. Tammy says, you know, you're behind, but, you know, applications are still open. Um, you've still got time. What are you interested in outside of football? And Luke says he'll have to think about that. Yeah, he doesn't really know. Uh, I don't really know what Luke's deal is outside of football and farming. So I don't really know what my deal is. I still don't know what I'm good at. <laughs> Fair enough. I know what I'm good at, but I don't know that I want to do it anymore. Right. So <laughs> I like went to college and got a degree. And like, sometimes I look at jobs that I'm like, quote unquote qualified for. And I'm like, no, I'm not good at that <laughs> uh, at all. So maybe it's, right. uh, maybe it's just imposter syndrome. I don't know. But uh, yeah. You know, I'm I'm 34 years old and I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. Yeah. Yep. It's probably I feel like easier maybe for 18 year olds to think they know what they're 
good at yeah, rather yeah, than 34 year olds to have had like life experience and be like, no, I'm yeah. not good at that. I know for a fact that yeah. that is not my thing. Whereas 18 year olds can be like, yeah, that's kind of my thing. I think I'm I can be good this, at yeah. that. I think and this has been my, I mean, I agree with that to an extent. I think I've always been somebody who's kind of good at a lot of things, yeah, but not really good at anything. <sighs> Yep. You know, the old term is, you know, a jack of all trades and a master of none. Yes. Uh, that's, that. that's, that's kind of how I feel. I feel like somewhere out there, and this is kind of, you know, why, well, not why, but part of why we're doing what we're doing is because if we could get paid for this, that'd be dope as hell. <laughs> like, yes. You could pay me to just talk about something I love a lot. Buddy, yeah. sign me up. <laughs> That's my job. That's my ideal job. But uh, until yeah. then, I guess I'm, uh, you know, helping people with their HIPAA stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, Jack of all trades and master of none describes me perfectly as a musician uh, because <laughs> I can I can play all the instruments. Uh, you know, in a typical worship band, but even amongst you know eighteen to twenty two year olds. There's no instrument that I am the best at at Northwestern. I can play them all and I can understand them all and I can communicate uh, what I'm looking for, you know, from all of them. Mm -hmm. But there is a 18 year old student who is better than me at every single instrument that I deal with at at Northwestern. So I get it. You're like a shitty prince. Um. I've heard uh, Prince rip on a guitar, and I would say he is a top one percent. Uh, right, in- but he can play everything. On like on all of his albums in the eighties, he played every instrument. I love that. Sure. I always love yeah. that when He's people do that. Just absolutely like musically insane. Something, yeah. yeah, something about that is just. I mean, you know, I love Prince, but like that specifically kind of. Sh- like and there's yes, there's cool. albums there's albums that like so like Morris Day and the Time, um, who were like the evil band in the Purple Rain movie, um, <laughs> yes, like on the Morris Day and the Time albums, I'm pretty sure all of them, at least the first like two or three, Prince played all the instruments. Like Prince is the Time, and Morris Day like just did the vocals, and yeah. Prince did all of the instrumentation. That's like that guy cool. was insane i love like that. yes so he Unreal. is a jack of all trades and master of all trades as well yeah he's just a master of all trades and a, a jack of, <laughs> of none but maybe there's a yeah just a just a guy who is obsessed with sex and music <laughs> love it who's also like five foot nothing and just felt us out we toured we toured paisley park oh yeah really um and they had like one of his um, I mean, they had also obviously multiple. It was it was so cool. Like, if you ever get a chance, yeah. you listen to this. Uh, if you ever get a chance to tour Paisley Park, even if you're not that big of a Prince fan, highly recommend it. Uh-huh. It's so it's so cool to just like even be in that like where Absolutely. he lived. And then there's all these like studios where so many legendary albums, like not even just Prince albums, but like sure. other legendary albums yeah. were, were like recorded. Uh-huh. Um. But one of the things is like they have a few of like his outfits on like a prince sized mannequin, and you're just like <laughs> tiny man. He was tiny, uh huh, absolutely <laughs> tiny. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, uh, prince rules. Anyway, Tammy, <laughs> Tammy, 
Tammy uh, is telling coach she's nervous about the upcoming panel that she's got to go to in Lubbock. Coach tells Tammy about uh, how she how he's got to go speak at Tim's upcoming parole meeting. They kind of have a moment where they're like, yeah, you know, Tammy's like, oh, that poor guy. Yeah. You know, so they're feeling sympathetic towards Tim. Yes. Uh, Vince meets Pa Howard at a restaurant. Uh, he's not expecting there to be college recruiters there, but there are recruiters there from, I believe, Mississippi State. Uh, Vince is not happy about this, uh, as he has told Orville that uh, he wants to lay low and, you know, kind of let the college situation rest yeah, for a little relax bit. Relax a little bit. He's still a junior. Right? I think that's the thing we need to like focus on. Yes. He's still a junior. Yeah. There's so much. Yes. Uh, yeah, there's so much ahead of him. For sure. He's got time. Pa Howard uh, needs to chill out big time. Yeah. Pa Howard is like freaking out kind of at this point and uh, just needs to chill out. So um, Vince kind of does, uh, does it come back to this or does he kind of stand up for himself at this point and walks away? Vince pulls Pa Howard aside. And yeah, tells him, hey, like, I don't want to meet, don't want to be meeting with any more recruiters. Pa Howard's pretty upset. Vince leaves and Pa Howard plays it off like, oh, oh yeah, you go work. You got to work on that paper. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. He, he's got to work on this paper. Yeah. the And the Mississippi State people seem fine with that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, they're fine. Anyway, over at the, uh, the Cafferty farm. Luke is showing Tinker how to properly show his girlfriend pig. Excuse me. <laughs> Luke is showing Tinker how to properly show his pig, um, like competitively. Uh, I, I have Luke is teaching Tinker how to incorporate rods and whips into his relationship with his pig. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think by now our listeners will all agree that uh, Tinker's in that pig. Tinker is absolutely. <laughs> that pig. Um, I think honestly, you know what I think is, I think the writers of Friday Night Lights have heard this podcast and traveled back in time <laughs> and rewrote <laughs> these last few episodes to be like, oh, you know what? Tinker got Definitely. really emotional about this pig a few episodes ago. These guys are right. We should maybe <laughs> clarify that Tinker's really into showing pigs and not <laughs> them. This this entire storyline in this episode feels like an overcorrection for <laughs> Tinker crying about the pig a few episodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, uh, he made 75 bucks showing this pig. <laughs> That's why he's doing it. Yeah. For the money. He really loves showing that pig. Uh, I've read a lot about quantum physics and the relationship between uh, time and reality and gravity lately. And mm-hmm. uh, based on that, uh, on that knowledge, it is... Uh, I feel like 100% possible that your theory is correct and they have hey. retroactively gone back in time and corrected this. Listen, uh, I feel all like I'm that saying, actually fits. All I'm saying is that I haven't, I understand I haven't watched this show in 11 years. 
Mm-hmm. There's been a lot that's happened in the last 11 years that has taken over some of that space in my brain. But I definitely do not remember any storyline about Tinker showing a pig prior to watching this episode <laughs> in the year of our Lord 2022. I feel like we would remember that. Uh, <laughs> time is an illusion and uh, reality is not a solid concept. So uh, 100%. Jason Katims went back and fixed this. <laughs> Either way, uh, yeah. Tinker's in this in this, in this reality that we're currently living in, Tinker is now a, apparently a 4-H kid who's into <laughs> showing his pigs. Right. Right. And 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 Luke is helping him with uh, uh, apparently Tinker has no idea how to do this, so Luke is showing him Maribel was apparently a pre-trained pig and right. Luke is showing him exactly how to go about showing his pig. So there's still some sketchiness yeah. in this whole storyline. Yeah. He loves that pig. He sure does. Uh, we see Tammy at like the panel thing that she's, speak or like kind of prior to that yeah and she meets someone or she like runs into someone that she knows yeah like an old colleague from west dylan uh yeah also there on business and she is kind of like oh you're going to this next panel and tammy's like yeah i'm actually a panelist on this uh panel uh kind of only in this like it's not a throwaway scene, but it's an establishing scene for what happens later on the panel. Uh, Billy. Okay. Next we see Billy at the parole meeting and it's prior to that. He's doing some prep with the lawyer beforehand. Billy is obviously very nervous. Yeah. He's reading off his like pre-prepared statement. This is what I want to say. Um, you know, whatever, we learned that the lawyer apparently won't be there, which I don't know if that's how this works. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I've, I've like, I've never been in any serious trouble. <laughs> yeah. so I don't know how parole hearings work, but this uh, it's kind of like that line from it's always sunny where uh, Charlie's talking about how he burns the trash. So the smoke goes up and creates the stars and Mac is like, <laughs> Uh, that doesn't sound right, but I don't know if about stars just dispute it. Um, that's how I feel about this scene where I'm like, this doesn't sound right, but I don't know enough about the law to dispute it. Um, seems like the lawyer should be there for sure. Like the lawyer makes it sound like he's not allowed. Uh, I will say this. Josh gets political. It would not surprise me at all if there were laws in effect that work actively against the people in jail, yeah, uh, as opposed to helping them out laws that help them out. That so, makes sense. Uh, Josh will, gets political. We love to see it. This yes. Is, yeah. You want, you want to talk about the criminal justice system? I can get political on that. Yeah. Sure. I like it. I like it. Uh, but yes, it does seem very weird. Billy is very nervous. Tim, says uh he doesn't actually want billy to speak yeah. at all at the yeah, hearing. pretty cool billy or tim is basically just like no i don't want you to blow this uh i don't want you to speak at all You've pretty yeah enough. he's already he's already done enough yeah, yeah. Woof. cold 
we see Tammy on the panel. Um, she's pushing back on standardized testing, like to get into college, uh, ACT, SAT. I just read, I read a bunch of chapters from how to be an anti-racist today. And there's a whole chapter on, uh, the, how, uh, racially biased the SAT and ACT system is. So, uh, I'm with you, Tammy on this. Uh, let's right. maybe take the focus off of the ACT and SAT, even though I kicked ass on the <laughs> ACT. Uh, so Tammy's pushing back on that. And so I say, good for you, Tammy. Way to go. Um, and the crowd likes it. They, they, they like what Tammy has to say. Yeah. Tammy interrupts another panelist who's talking about standardized testing, uh, to basically make a point about how standardized testing are, is bullshit. Mm -hmm. Um, the guy who she interrupts is like, well, what do you suggest that we sit down with every student in the state? And Tammy goes, yeah, that's actually exactly what I suggest. <laughs> and the crowd, yeah, the crowd eats it up. They, they love, love it. it. Um, yeah. What I can say about standardized testing is, and this is something you and I have talked about a little bit uh, minimally is uh, also why I was really good at college and not very good at high school uh -huh. is because college, especially like generals, we're literally just like, just show up, mm -hmm. take notes. There's three tests and maybe like five quizzes and that's yep. the class. Yep. And that I'm like, I Got showed that. up. I took the ACT after not being in a classroom for five years <laughs> without studying at all. Uh -huh. And I got a high enough score to like literally get like a default scholarship to SDSU. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean that, <laughs> you know, I mean, I didn't get as high as you, but like I got a high enough score right, to get like an automatic guaranteed. It's called the Jackrabbit guarantee. Oh, nice. Uh, scholarship uh, that I didn't maintain a B average, so I didn't get to keep it, but I did get it for a couple <laughs> semesters. So, Yeah. Which again, just, uh, like emphasizes that like standardized testing and how well you like, what kind of grades you get don't automatically correlate and, right. and it goes both ways. Right. Absolutely. Like, you're obviously yeah. a very intelligent person, yeah. but like the like day to day getting done, like was right. tougher. And that's the I think same it's, with me. Like I take tests like a, like I rock at taking right. tests and I'm like, even musically, I'm super good at sight reading, which I feel like right. is kind of the equivalent of taking a test. Um, and so I like always like, uh, did really well on auditions and stuff because I could right. sight read, but that didn't mean I was actually a better musician than, you know, so-and-so who had to work really hard at stuff. Right. And, yeah. I think that, yeah, hopefully at some point, probably long after we're dead, uh, they will come up with a system that actually plays to everybody's strengths to form some sort of like actually good society. But right now, we definitely uh, <clears throat> we don't have that. And that's why um, I'm working a job that I like but don't love. But probably there's a job out there that I would absolutely be killing it at and actually really enjoy all my time on the clock. Mm -hmm. uh, standardized testing in the United States is basically are basically originated in eugenics. So, uh, yeah. you know, that's probably a pretty good sign that we can maybe come up with a better system. 
yeah. uh, than There's, proving that white um, people are smarter than all other races. And so therefore we should, you know, uh, eliminate all other races by breeding and whatnot. But you um, know, our, yeah, our friend, so the, the wife of the guy who owned the restaurant that I used to work at, uh-huh. said enough degrees. Did you get all that? Yeah. Um, she is a teacher now in the Brookings uh, educational system. And she, she came down, uh, she toured Harrisburg for like two or three days <laughs> and was like, their system is insane and it's so good and it needs to be implemented like nationwide because they're very like, it's not grade based. It's very like, do what you are interested in and uh-huh. see what you, and they have like, apparently like they have like a full on like automotive, like, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. And they have like, man, I wish that I could remember all this stuff, but she, yeah. the way she told it, I was like, Oh my God, if I could have gone to high school in Harrisburg in 2022, like mm-hmm. I would have succeeded. Yeah. Like I would have absolutely killed it. And huh. yeah, the way she described it, it was just very, maybe we could get chase heard on again to talk yeah. about it because he could probably <laughs> tell us a thing or two about it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it sounded absolutely fascinating and very like next level and probably like definitely once again, not only like not probably implementable nationwide anytime soon, but probably not even in our lifetimes, but like, yeah. it's super cool to see a town of that size mm-hmm. implement something like that. Mm-hmm. And apparently cause Brookings is apparently interested in, in doing it. And that's why she was like, gotcha. Yeah. Checking it out. Checking yeah. it out. Uh, part of the faculty that's checking it out. So yeah, fingers crossed that, you know, <laughs> should I ever have children that they can have a, not yeah. that I had, a, it always sounds bad. Like I'm always like, they could have a better high school experience than me. Like I didn't have a bad high school experience, but I like could have had a better high school experience, Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. <clears throat> anyway. All right. Over at the parole hearing, Billy is like nervously blowing it. I feel yeah. like it's not he, going well for him. <laughs> He's going over what he had said and he's like, my brother is a good American and he won't make that mistake again. Not being an American. Like he, he really just, he is fumbling his way through it. Like it's, uh, he's struggling. Tim is over there. Just, uh, yeah. Not looking super thrilled about it. Apparently. Yeah. Obviously Billy went against his wishes and is speaking. Yeah. Um, fumbles his way through it. He kind of, you know, he doesn't quite stick the landing, but he kind of recovers a little bit from yeah. that faux pas. Yeah. After that, coach takes over, puts in a very good word for Tim. I feel like did a great job. Yeah. Uh, high on the inspirating scale in this moment. Absolutely. <clears throat> Absolutely. Uh, there, the, Parole board is ready to end the meeting, but Buddy insists on speaking. Like he really insists yeah. on speaking. The court, and this is this is what's so weird to me because the lawyer once again had made a point of being like, get as many yeah character witnesses as you can, and he didn't even include Buddy on the character witness <laughs> list. Apparently, either the lawyer or Billy or somebody didn't include Buddy on the list. Buddy gets up to speak. They're like. No, we we don't even have you listed. He insists on speaking and even pulls out a 
Erica, I sold you a Silverado a last week, a Tahoe uh, two years yeah. ago. Yeah. Uh, it works for him, though. And it seems like it's not going to go well, but it actually does. I feel like he, he does pretty well. He does really well. Speech. And he also, I think this is the clincher is that yeah. he says, I guarantee that I will hire Tim Riggins if he gets out. I guarantee him a it's job a right out of. Job. Yeah. Yep. Uh, coach and Tim were talking after the hearing. They have a little heart to heart. Um, Tim says, yeah, it might take the, a couple weeks for the parole board to decide. Um, and they take Tim away back to prison or whatever the bailiffs or officers or whatever. Yeah. Did you have a little, uh, Tim asks him during this conversation, he says, coach, did you get my letters? And coach says, yeah, I got your letters. I'm really sorry. Um, that I didn't visit more. Uh, but Tim says, Hey, I, you know, thank you so much for coming. Thanks for speaking on my behalf. I appreciate you being here. Yep. Vince gets home. Pa Howard's waiting for him. Uh, he wants to talk about college stuff again. Vince really doesn't want to hear it. Doesn't want to have the conversation. Yeah. He wants to talk about like Alabama. And I had a hard time uh, telling him if this was like the Alabama. Cause he says he's like, right. this is the best school in the South. And I'm like, why the f- were they even talking Screwing to Oklahoma, Oklahoma tech, our uh, <laughs> TMU, right. like if they get an offer from Alabama, like that's where you go. We've talked about my hatred for college sports and Alabama being one of the main reasons why. Yeah. But right. like, even I understand, like if you get that opportunity, <laughs> yeah, you go there. That's you focus on Alabama. 100%. Uh, Oklahoma tech really is an afterthought. If Alabama is in <laughs> yeah. the conversation, um, but yeah, uh, Pa Howard keeps telling him, keeps, keeps telling Vince that he can't trust coach cause he knows that coach is leaving. Ma Howard, Regina comes out at this point and like starts yelling at Orville to knock yeah. it off, uh, chill out. He needs a father, not an agent. Yeah, he just stops smothering Vince, stop yep. smothering him. Yep. Over at the Riggins house, Becky's trying to get the details from the parole board hearing. Um, she's asking a bunch of questions. Billy's freaking out. Billy is it. extremely annoyed by all of Becky's questions. Yep. But uh, Mandy calms him down, uh, you know, says, hey, well, you're Mindy good initially, brother. Mindy initially even sets him off further because she comes out in like a dress and he's like, that's what you're going to wear. Like he like flips out and she finally, yeah, she finally calms him down, but chill out. Yeah. Uh, They're on their way to the athletic banquet. Mm -hmm. I do believe. Yep. Next scene we see there, we get more principal Levi. So much principal Levi lately. Um, The, he acknowledges all of the athletic teams at East Dillon. Here's our volleyball team. (laughs) Here's our basketball team. (laughs) Here's our outstanding cross country team. <laughs> uh, but he he has an extra special introduction for the football team. Uh, we see Buddy go over to talk to the Taylors. He Buddy lies straight to their face, just like so many people do, and say says that Gracie is cute. Uh, gives her a T-shirt. Clear eyes, full no. Clear eyes. Yep small hearts it it, it was some he, he said that yeah something um, to do with her being a small, how 
child. I didn't I didn't catch that. I thought he just did a clear eyes, full hearts. And then like him and coach are like trying to get her to say can't lose, but she's she's still struggling with uh not only the English language, but any human language, actually. Yeah. She, it's still <laughs> very foreign to her. Yes. Uh, Jess and Vince run into each other. They kind of make awkward small talk. And then Vince says that he misses her. Jess rejects it and walks away. Yeah. Leaves without reciprocating. Tinker shows Luke and Becky the second place ribbon that he won for uh, showing his girlfriend, his pig. <laughs> Uh, he won $75. Yep. Yep. Uh, buddy gets on the mic at the banquet, shouts out the football team for making the playoffs for the first time in 25 years, says it wouldn't be possible without coach Taylor. Players have something special for coach Taylor. They come up and give speeches, several players we've never seen before. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, it's funny when I was pulling out the DVD, they've got a, um, so like you fold it out, you know, and there's the uh, three discs in there and behind uh, the three discs, there's like a, you know, a photo, like a high school team photo, uh-huh. you know, and the only players that are recognized were uh, Vince and Luke, maybe Tinker's in there. I was looking for him. I pulled out all three discs and I could not find Tinker. I could not find Hastings. <laughs> I couldn't find Buddy Jr. <laughs> like those were the three oh, I was wow. looking for. Did not find him. So I didn't mean all the coaches are there, but yeah. Um, funny to think about yeah yeah all the uh yeah the one of the guy goes up there and he's like you know uh i used to be a fat kid i'm still a fat kid but (laughs) coach taylor really like helped me or whatever they're all pretty like you know not great speeches not at all no uh i yeah i am pretty convinced at this point that they just grab random people for every episode so that they don't have to pay recurring characters. Yeah. Uh, that's how they get around the, the SAG union stuff. Right. Uh, after, Oh, um, the main lame one, they were all lame. Uh, yeah. but especially Vince's Vince was like, yeah, Vince was he's super like, coach lame. Taylor is, uh, yeah, he's the best was basically his speech. That was the whole speech. Yeah. They need, they saved him for last. Yeah, like he Tinker's speech is better through. than him. That guy <laughs> pigs, or at least one pig. <laughs> uh, back at the Taylor household after the banquet, coach is rubbing Tammy's shoulders. She's really enjoying it. Um, but they kind of, you know, say, "Well, that was nice, but we know what they were trying to do." Yeah, that was nice. You don't think it was too on the nose? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, coach says, you know, you know what I want to, you know what I want more than anything right now. I want to bring these kids to state. They deserve it. Um, Tammy says, you know, once you do that, yeah, that's great. But once you do that, um, this Shane state offer is something that we need to think about because you deserve that. So Mm -hmm. they're gonna, you know, see through this football season and then evaluate from there. We're on the Cafferty farm. Got a little scene of Becky and Luke. Uh, Luke kind of tells her, like, you know, there was a time in my life where I wanted nothing but to just leave this farm. Mm -hmm. Now I just can't imagine what it'll be like leaving it. Um, And more than that, maybe I need to get used to the idea of sticking around. 
Right. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah he that says the that football thing isn't happening. Yeah. Says to Becky, like, how would you like to live on a farm? She says she would love it. Yeah. They kind of do a little bit more flirting and they end up kissing. Mm-hmm. At the Taylor household, uh, Coach Taylor's leaving. Vince shows up outside uh, to tell him, you know, he knows about the offer with Shane State and he wants to get some stuff on his chest. Oh, not on his chest. <laughs> he says he wants to get some stuff off of his chest. And he basically says what he should have said the night before when they're at the banquet, you know, when they're saying nice things about coach, um, you know, he asked him not to go says that if he sticks around that he'll, you know, really be in line next year and he'll do everything for the team and all that. He'll do everything right next year. If coach sticks around. Mm-hmm. Yep. Coach says you're late for the, you know, the send off, get in the car. Uh, by the way, did I tell you you're starting, <laughs> uh, starting night? They they drive off. They go to the game together. Over at the Riggins house, Becky comes home and she finds out that Tim is there and Josh. Yeah. For the first time. Ooh, I didn't think about this. In since at least season yeah. four. Yeah. We've got a beer tally. Oh, nice. There's implied beers on the counter, but we see him drinking one. Beautiful. Love to see that. Uh, we see Billy basically taking a shot as he leaves to go coach a football game. (laughs) Uh, true Riggins move. Um, but yeah, Tim's home as Billy takes a shot and heads out the door. He throws Tim, his pickup keys. Like, Hey, these are yours. So, uh, Tim got out on parole and we're glad to see that. Yeah. We've got, uh, we, we, Presumably, we'll see Tim in these last three episodes. We're excited. Yes. We're pro Tim. We're pro beer tally. And I think we're going to see a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we're at the send-off for the game. It's a big deal. As always, Coach like gives an interview. I'm not sure who is interviewing him. I guess the yeah. news or something. Slam and Sammy's understudy, I think. Yeah. He kind of gives a heck of a speech about, uh, you know, we're going to go something along the lines of we're going to go win this game and then I'm going to come back home to Dylan and that's where I plan on staying. Yeah, I'm going to stay in Dylan. Yeah. Home in Dylan. Um, I watched this episode with Lindsay. I asked her to watch it with me just so I could get her commentary on the episode. This was the only episode or this is the only commentary that she gave me is the very last moment of the episode where coach, you know, says that, that he's going to be staying mm-hmm. home in Dylan. And then they like show Tammy and Lindsay said, uh, I would be super pissed if I was <laughs> in this moment. So and Tammy handles it pretty well. She just says, yeah. well, you're full of surprises and yeah. they kind of hug and they kiss. And I think she kind of gives them a knowing look that yeah. kind of implies, I mean, just an Emmy with Emmy worthy performance. Uh, she knows it by Connie Britton. Connie come on the show. Uh, do you think that coach means it in this moment or he's just saying what he needs to say for the playoffs? I know what happens. Yeah. But I still think that in this moment, he means it. Hmm. Right. I think the, I think the conversation with Luke before the game where Luke is basically begging him to stay in Dylan. 
Uh-huh. I think he's thinking of that. I think he's thinking like Luke's got one more year. I can focus on this kid. Like, and that's, you know, then, then maybe there'll be another offer who knows. But sure. I think, I think in this moment, knowing what we know about coach Taylor, I mean, even just knowing the rest of this episode and how he was playing coy with it. Mm-hmm. I think in this moment, he means, he it. means it. Okay. Yep. All right. That's the end of the episode. Roll credits. We'll be right back with our awards. For the week. We are back. We're going to give out our awards for the week, and we are going to start with the Coach Taylor Inspire rating, as we always do. How inspiring was Coach this week, in your opinion, Anthony? I think this was an extremely strong week for Coach. I think, did we give him a strong seven or strong eight last week? I believe we gave him an eight. Let me, I can confirm. Strong eight from Coach Taylor last week. I think between the, uh, the parole hearing and everything, um, man, I'd have to go maybe a light nine. I think it's in the nine. It's, it's not a 10 for sure. Um, but it is stronger than last week. So mm-hmm. that puts it automatically in the nine territory. Him, yeah. His, his, his work <clears throat> with Vince, the yep. parole hearing, uh, just, yep. it's, it's near perfect. Yes. In, in we got to leave him room. I feel like for I'm assuming it gets right. even better in the these last episodes. So, but it's I mean just like anything, you know, we uh, I think you cut a lot of this tirade, which is okay. But um, you know, uh, concerning when I rate things out of out of five or ten, sure. we talked about the letterbox thing. Like, I expect a lot out of something that's going to go more than four out of five stars or right. eight out of ten. <clears throat> Yeah, to me, that's like exception. I mean, if you were a nine or a 10 out of 10, like that is something, either of those numbers are exceptional. Yes. You got to be something really special to get either of those ratings. And, yep. to, and this, yep. and this, this particular is, episode yeah. is absolutely is special. Julie Taylor Hatemeter. Any, there's not Julie in this episode, right? No, no Julie. And still a non applicable. Yeah. Uh, I'm still going to go a one because we hate okay. Julie. Fair. <laughs> Big Rig Beer Tally. We got one. one. We got one. Beautiful. And and a few implied, but for sure one. For sure one. Love to see it. The Alamo Freeze presents the Matt Saracen Oshucks Goofus Malufus moment of the week. There's no actual Matt Saracen. Was anyone particularly Goofus Malufusy? I feel like Luke is generally pretty goofus malufus, but I can't think of a particular moment. Here's what I would say. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, Luke believes that he is actually teaching Tinker how to handle a pig for showing, <laughs> but what he doesn't realize is that it's all part of a ruse. Yeah, yeah. So I, I guess like that would be my nomination. Yep. <clears throat> the Donnie Buddy Garrity sleaze ball uh, move of the week. Anybody sleazy? There's no buddy. Well, no. There's way. plenty of buddy. There's lots of buddy. Sorry. <laughs> I think he actually I mean, yeah. There's a few buddy moments even. Um yeah, him sorry. sneaking in. Uh I mean, I think I think the 
Buddy Garrity scumbag move of the week is Billy coming in and clearly asking for a moment alone with coach and Buddy being like, hey, you can yeah, talk sure, to him go ahead. and just sitting there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would nominate the freaking out about a crate of oranges, but he's actually correct. He's right. Even though it is, we still don't know, we don't know where, <laughs> where those from. orange oranges <laughs> came from. All right, we'll go with the, yeah, not leaving the room when Billy needs a private conversation with Coach. Uh, Joe McCoy, Stud of Suds, Smug Scumbag Move of the Week. Uh, I think maybe Pa Howard. Oh. In yeah. the uh, the scene where he, like, storms out where uh, Rebecca or whatever her name is, like, comes and tells him to have to chill out. <laughs> Regina. Regina. Uh, yeah. Also where he, like, sets up that meeting with the Mississippi State recruiters and then is like, oh, yeah, Vince <laughs> yeah, had funny. to go write a paper or whatever. Because when a character's name is Hastings Rucklett, I remember that, and you're like, Huckleberry Finn. Huckabee. <laughs> uh, Hastings Ruckel is not a normal name. Regina is a normal name. Ornette, you're like Orville Renbacher. And I and then, but yeah, that's what I'm, that's the point I'm trying to make is when a character's name is Regina, I'm like Rebecca or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Notable music cues. Did anything come up for you? I did not have anything come up. I do see on IMDb there's a song called Moon I Moon on I Panema. <laughs> By Federico Ferradina and Stefano Tarasi, but I did not <laughs> catch that. I just did a quick. Oh wait, I did a quick Google, Google, Google search for it, and it comes up on an album called Easy Listening Lounge Bar. <laughs> And it is less than a minute long and sounds very elevator music-y. All right. So, so that's a no. <laughs> no. Um, outdated pop culture reference of the week. We already named this. What was yeah, it again? Yeah, episodes being 43 minutes long specifically. <laughs> yes. Uh, quote of the episode. I did not have anything written down. I do not either. For time's sake, I think that's going to be fine. Oh. Let's just say like coach's speech. Yeah. The Coach, parole hearing. Yeah. I agree. MVP of the episode. I got to go lean towards coach on this one. Yeah. I think we, we didn't snub coach last week, but we definitely like. We gave Luke. We favored benefit. Luke. So I think, I think that, Yeah. Uh, pushes up. Tammy was good too. Always gotta Always give a shout solid. out to Tammy. Yep. But yeah, we'll we'll give it to Coach this week. Absolutely. Episode rating better than last week. Yes. Yeah, yeah I agree. I think it 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 finally for I we said last week it it felt like it was running out the clock to what they knew was the end of the series. Right. I think. This week finally felt like they're starting to build toward what the ending is going to be. Yeah. So I think we're going to have some real strength here going forward. Um, 
I'm willing to give this a strong seven and maybe even go up to a light eight if you're willing to go there. I had strong seven in mind. So let's go. Let's, let's go, go strong, strong seven. seven. Okay. That leaves us with our lesson of the episode. So what is the moral? What's the takeaway? The, what's the lesson that we can apply to our everyday life? If you are up for parole, do not allow Billy Regans to speak. <laughs> As a character witness. Yes. I think building off of that and off of Tammy's moment on the panel and off of almost everything Coach does in this episode, in this episode I'm going to go with simply pick your spots. <laughs> I think everybody in this episode... Mm-hmm. or at least the standout moments in this episode are people picking their spots uh, extremely well, except for Billy Riggins. <laughs> so I think, yes. uh, I think pick your spots is going to be my, my like lesson it. of the week. I like it. And with that, uh, I, even with editing, this will be a long episode. So I'm just going to go ahead and go right into uh, Hey, shout out to our listeners in the West Indies. Shout out to our listeners in Laos. Shout out to Niall in Wales. We're sorry. Uh, Hashtag with, please respond. <laughs> please respond, Niall. Uh, glad that you are all still with us. We are drawing near to the end. Uh, hang with us for a few more episodes. Anthony, a pleasure as always. Always. We'll see you next week for another episode of Reliving the Lights, a Friday Night Light Rewatch podcast. Let's touch God this time, boys. Let's touch God.